Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Balls and Whistles, a Highland news and media podcast looking at what's been going on in the world of sport this week across the Highlands. I'm Andrew Henderson and this week we're doing things a little bit differently. We said on last week's episode of Balls and Whistles that sports editor Will Clark would be off an annual leave, so I have decided to do something a little bit different since we're going to be changing things up anyway. And with the professional football season starting again this weekend in Scotland, it felt the right sort of time to do a season preview for Inverness, Caledonian Thistle and Ross County. Of course, they're both supposed to be back in action over the next few days in the Premier Sports Cup group stages. That isn't going to be the case for Ross County this weekend anymore. They reported a number of positive COVID-19 tests earlier this week, which means that a bunch of players and staff behind the scenes as well are isolating and they will not be able to fulfil their fixture against Forfar Athletic. Forfar have been awarded a 3-0 win. It's not the way Ross County were hoping to start their campaign. And I had been planning on starting this episode with the county preview since they were playing first. But now that that match has been called off, Callie Thistle are first up on Tuesday night, so I think it's only fair we start with the Inverness side of things today. I have been joined for this Callie Thistle season preview by a member of the Wineish Shuffle podcast team. The Wineish Shuffle is, of course, a podcast dedicated to all things Callie Thistle. You can find them on Twitter at the ICT Podcast. It was Andrew Young from that group that joined me. Here is what he had to say about what's been going on over the summer at Cali Thistle and how he hopes that will impact the new season. Hi, Andrew. Thanks for joining me. First off, how are you doing? Nice, easy one for you. Yeah, absolutely fine. Thanks. Really looking forward to the new season now. I mean, the Euros has been great, but uh, you can't beat Scottish lower league football, you know? I mean, it's a weird one. We were just kind of talking before I recorded it. With the Euros being on, it doesn't feel like we've had that much of a break, but are you really looking forward to the new season? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as we'll probably cover it in the pod. There are various reasons for that, but I'm feeling uncharacteristically optimistic about this season. You know, I mean, that'll probably last about two games, but I am. I'm, I'm genuinely excited about it, you know, and if we can get back into games, that's just, just going to make it all the sweeter. It feels like there's been a lot of change going on over the last week while at Cali Thistle. Let's just start with probably the biggest one, the most obvious one. Billy Dodds is the new man in charge as head coach. I listened to your own podcast and the, the season review and you were talking a lot about Dodds as a number two potentially staying at the club. Are you quite happy that he's in charge and, and his own man now? Yeah, I am actually. I think um, a lot of people have said it's a maybe not a particularly exciting appointment. Some people have maybe said it's a cheap appointment, but to be honest, I didn't see any alternatives that particularly excited me. And when you think about it, logically, I think it makes perfect sense. Um we spoke to Sean Welsh recently in the pod and he said that when Billy Dodds came in, it was a huge factor in the sort of the improvement in the team that we saw after Neil McCann had been there for about five or six games. You know, I think um, that more pragmatic approach that Neil McCann adopted um, when we went on that run of you know, about six wins and, and a few draws, I think was in part, at least if not kind of largely down to Billy Dodds saying, let's just get back to basics. If we need to go long, we'll go long maybe make more of a flat kind of four across the middle, that sort of thing, um, rather than doing that kind of, you know, that commitment to kind of playing out from the back that Neil McCann seemed to start off with. So I think if Billy Dodds is that sort of pragmatic and he's got that clear vision about what he wants to do, then that's a really positive thing. There's also the aspect that he knows the players, you know, I mean, he, he's gone in there. There'll be no kind of surprises for them in terms of what they're getting. He'll have a sense of the strengths of the players and where he needs to add and he's already started doing that. I'm sure we'll come on to that as well. 
Um, so I think that's a really positive thing as well. He's a positive guy himself, which is a good thing in terms of the mood of the place. And he's local as well. So you don't have that issue of him looking for a new house, having to adapt to the area, all those sorts of things. So there are a whole number of reasons why I think it's actually a really sensible appointment. I'm not going to dwell too much on last season, but with so many different things going on, how important is continuity this summer, do you think? I think it probably is really important. I mean, last season, we were quite optimistic at the start of the year. You know, we knew that there was a lot of young players coming in um, and that the squad might not be strong enough to mount a challenge, especially especially with Dundee United in the league. But, um, no, sorry, God, am I sorry, with hearts in the league. My apologies, yeah. Um, so we, I think we realised that that was going to be a bit of a stretch, but we didn't expect to be so set back by injuries at the start of last season, and that really threw us. I think this season, if we come in with players like Sean Welsh and David Carson fully fit, then they're going to provide that continuity. We'll have um, Allardyce, who had an excellent first season last season, but coming into it now as an established first-team player. Let's Cammy Harper as well, or that one season kind of more mature. So I think that sort of continuity gives us an advantage over a lot of the other teams in the league. You know, I think a lot of them have, have lost players or have had to kind of really restart. So I, I think you know it will be a, it will be a big thing. You know, especially given how strong we were towards the end of last season. Absolutely. But there have been a couple of players, maybe a couple more than a couple, really, that have left Cali Thistle this summer. There's a handful come in as well. I don't think I've missed anyone here. There's Manny Duku, Billy Mackay, Michael Gardine, Tom Walsh and Reese McAleer coming in mm-hmm. on loan. What do you make of the business Billy Dodd's been doing so far? I'm really encouraged by it. I think, um, as I said, we've done the business early this season, which is good. Um it's also clear that he's targeting exactly the areas where we've been losing players. So, for example, um, we lose Dan McKay, we lose um, Todorov, we lose Miles Story, or, or, you know, we don't, well, actually, we did, I think, offer him something, but uh, probably not enough to, to want, make him want to stay. Uh, and we lost James P. Things. And so those are sort of wide areas and attacking areas. And the players you've mentioned, Gardine, Duku, McKay, Walsh, are all players for those areas. And also, I think that they're actually, they're more clearly defined and associated with particular areas than the players we lost. For example, Story, you know, was often played wide, whereas he saw himself more as a, as a nine, I think, um, and didn't really, he wasn't particularly creative as a winger, although he worked hard. James Keatings, you know, I think was played as a 10, but he would kind of drop deep. And I just felt that his role was never really as clearly defined as it might be, um, whether that was down to him or whether it was down to the management, I don't know. Um, but I think, again, we didn't see the best of him. Dan McKay is obviously a tremendous talent, and I think he'll go on to do really well, and towards the end of last season, we saw what he could do coming in off the left, but even then, the way he plays is slightly sort of narrow, so I think what Dodds has done is he is setting up for a more traditional 4-4-2. He's got two out-and-out strikers in Duku and Billy McKay. He's got Michael Gardine, who's um, a very experienced winger. He's got Walsh, who also can play clearly as a winger. Gardine and Walsh can both play in a 10 if he chooses to... Um, kind of change it up but I think actually what we're seeing at the moment is pointing towards a clear 4-4-2 with specialists in their own positions and I think that's a really positive thing and the one area I think we do need to strengthen and that we are depleted in central defence you know we lost um, Brad McKay obviously we lost uh, Kevin McCarthy although admittedly he had problems with injury and I think we really need someone ideally an experienced centre half who could come in and I think maybe talk Robbie Dees through the game, maybe be there to 
either be alongside um, Devine or instead of Devine, who actually had a good season last season, or even allow Dees to play left back sometimes. You know, I think we need that versatility and that experience at the back. But I also suspect he's still trying to bring someone in. So, um, yeah, so far the, the transfer business has been excellent, I think. One of the signs I wanted to ask you about specifically was Michael Gardine. It always makes a headline when somebody comes across the bridge. And Billy Mackay's obviously done that a couple of times now, but Gardine is just so closely associated with Ross County. How do you think the Cali Thistle fans are going to take to him? I think the majority of them will be will be absolutely fine with him. You'll always get one or two people that will, will kind of say that he's he's far too, as you say, too so closely associated with County. And if if he doesn't start well, then I think it'll be an excuse for people to get on his back. You know, that that's, that's always the way. I mean, I think largely there have been so many comings and goings over the bridge in the past that generally speaking, we're, we're, we're more relaxed about it than we let on. You get a lot of sort of Twitter banter, but actually I don't remember many occasions where players were, were really sort of um, attacked for, for being ex-county. Um, but I, I know what you're saying. Michael Gardine is probably more than any others. I think, I think he might be their record appearance holder, record goal scorer. Is that right as well? Yeah, both the records. If that's true, then that's something for a winger. Um, but actually, we should see that as encouraging. Because, I mean, I think most of their supporters would have gladly kept them for at least another year, even though they're aiming to do better this season than they did last season. So that suggests to us that we're still getting a player of some quality who may have lost a bit, little bit in terms of, of pace or whatever. I also get the impression that he's going to want to start the season proving that he's still had enough and to keep him. So I think it could work in our favour. And I think if he starts well, um, if he's creating or scoring, then people will quickly forget about that and they'll be using his kind of county status as a stick to beat the county fans with on Twitter and saying, look what we've got. And of course, Billy Mackay, Tom Walsh, both used to be at Cali Thistle, both did very well when they were here before. It seems to be something that happens quite a bit with the clubs up here, both Cali Thistle and Ross County, that if somebody does well, they will come back at some point. Yeah, I mean, we've got a really, I can't really speak for County too much, but we've got a good record of players having found their best form with us, having fulfilled their potential with us. And then sometimes they kick on and they go away and they do even better. But often, you know, it almost seems that Cali Thistle is a bit of a kind of a golden period for them. And they come back and they try and, you know, kind of uh, uh, recreate that. I mean, Dennis Wynas was an obvious example of that. It wasn't quite as good the second time around, but still, still a great player. Um, Billy Mackay, obviously, is going to be, I think a slightly slower player than he was. He might not quite have the, the the same sort of turn of pace sharpness as he had, but he's such an intelligent player, such a good kind of user of the ball to create space for others, as well as being an actual finisher. I still think he is exactly what we need. And Tom Walsh, I mean, I think Tom Walsh is incredibly talented. You know, two-footed, he's quick, he can beat a player. He's got a good shot on him. He used to frustrate me slightly in that I felt that he maybe didn't dominate games the way a player of his talent could. Um, so I was saying in our own preview last night that what I would really like Tom Walsh to be is a sort of talisman in the way that Johnny Hayes was in 09 10 I think he's he's maybe not quite the player Hayes was, but he's got the potential to be one of the standout creative players in the league, and that's what he should be aiming to be. So I think I hold him to a pretty high standard. But yeah, I'm excited to see him back. I think he'll be really good. So where are you expecting Cali Thistle to be this season then? Obviously, everybody always talks about promotion as the target, but can you actually get the title or is it just promotion at any means? Right. There's a huge caveat here because I think that a lot of clubs haven't actually done all their business yet. 
I was kind of looking over the squads the last couple of days, and I think Partick, Dunfermline, Hamilton, and, and Morton, I wouldn't expect them to challenge anyway, but certainly Partick, Dunfermline, and Hamilton look significantly weak to me at the moment. And I think they'll, we'll probably see them bringing in four or five extra players. As it stands, I think we've got the second strongest squad in the league. I think Kilmarnock have made the strongest signings, as you'd expect, because they will have the most money and they've got you know vast amount of season ticket holders coming in already. So I think Kelly are rightly favourites and have got the the deepest pool of players. The one thing that they don't have is the continuity that you talked about. Um, they are going to have to bed in a squad in a new division, players who aren't really used to playing each other. A manager who has obviously got a great record in the top division, but has only been there a few months and, and wasn't all that convincing last season. So I think there are, you wouldn't expect Kilmarnock to just go in there and absolutely romp it. You know, um, I also think we've got three very winnable opening fixtures. I think our both away, we should be winning that because our both are, are clearly just trying to keep their heads above water in terms of staying in the division. And Wraith Rovers in the air, I think both look weaker than they did last season. So if we go into the first game against Killy on nine points, then that's, that could be a really, really sort of important kind of moment. I think we can win the title. At the moment, I've got a second. And even that for me is very, very optimistic. Uh, but, um, you know, it's certainly, it's probably our best chance in the last few years. So who do you expect to have a big season for Cali Thistle? Uh, I think Allardyce will kick on. Um, I would really like to see Anthony McDonald come back and fulfil that potential that we think he has. We didn't see that much from last time, but there were just little flashes that he did really well. Uh, Tom Walsh, I think, will as well. I think Tom Walsh is probably coming back from there, having been very frustrated at the at the kind of like disruption to his season through injury. Um, I think he's been working really hard to make sure he's fully fit and to try and protect himself against future injuries. So I think he's he could be a, a really important player for us. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say Walsh is, a, is probably the player to shine. Uh, but I'm also hoping that you know Billy Mackay bangs a few in. We talked a bit before about experience, but you mentioned Anthony McDonald there, and there's obviously so many young players in the squad as well. I mean, Cammy Harper, I think you mentioned earlier on, Roddy McGregor had a great season last year. I think there's a couple more as well on the fringes that people are quite excited about. How important is that youthful element going to be, do you think? I get the impression that this is something that, for the first time really in as long as I can remember, they're really, really committing to it. You know, that's, that's hopefully Charlie Christie and Ryan Essen's influence down the bottom. And we've talked about it in the past um, as, as being something that we'd like to see as, as a future of the club. But right from, so obviously Steve Parsons signing from, you know, a lot from the Highland League and trying to sign locally and that sort of thing. You know, um, he didn't do that much in terms of pushing youth. The managers after that, Robbo, Brewster, Charlie, Brewster, none of them were there long enough to really see it through as a project. Terry Butcher's thing was sign from down south you know, same from scouts. He, he didn't seem to have any interest really in promoting the young players. And I think John Hughes would have tried to do it had he been there a little bit longer. Um, you know, we saw that with Ryan Christie and Liam Polworth was getting into the fringes, but then he goes as well. So I think it's really just under, in Robbo's second spell, and once the club had sort of, I suppose, realised that bouncing back again from the championship wasn't necessarily going to be the thing. This is when they really commit to it. I think it's, it's really encouraging as a strategy. The players that are coming through, obviously I think, Daniel McKay's already proven that there's real quality there. I think Roddy McGregor's an excellent player. Whether or not he's a first-team starter next season, he will certainly be, I think, featuring in most games and pushing very hard to be a starter. I don't think he'll ever be out of the squad. 
you've got guys, I think Ali Riddle, young left back, I think. So obviously he's got Harper ahead of him, but he's apparently an, an excellent player. Um, Lewis Hyde, I believe, is already also, you know, a very kind of like a, a big sort of unit of a guy, you know, and he might be providing us with an option in either right back or holding midfield or whatever. So I think um, the fact that the club announced that they were promoting another four players to the first team squad this season on top of the four, I think four or five that were added last season um, suggests that this is something they're really committed to and they have the confidence that they're good enough. So, yeah, I would love to see that as a future. The only thing is, of course, if they're too good, then... It's it's the Daniel Mackay thing, isn't it? You know, they, they disappear early because I think more and more clubs are snapping up these players early. But at least we got money for Dan Mackay, you know, so it's it, it financially it makes sense as well. On the face of it, it's quite a good balance in the squad between those young guys coming through and the likes of Sean Welsh, Billy Mackay, Michael Gardine at the other end of the spectrum, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. And that, that's probably the hallmark of, of most good ICT teams of the past, you know, in the sort of 09, championship season for example we needed the experience of someone like Richie Foran coming in you know but we had you know we had and we, we did have the bulk of the of the um of the players that had that had come down with us but we had young players come through I mean he's at, at that stage was still pretty young Adam Rooney was a young player at that sort of time so we had that sort of thing um we've seen it in the past even with the you know the the team that went on to win the Scottish Cup there are young teams young players coming through there Graham Shinney was still relatively young at that point Frank Christie obviously is a standout example so I think the best you know the best ICT squads do have that I mean I, I would like to think that this squad the addition of Garden and Kai could be the equivalent of the addition of David Bingham in, in 03-04 you know we were all at the time very pessimistic because we'd lost Dennis Wyness we'd lost um, Barry Robson you know and they were the two outstanding players in the league but then you still got Paul Ritchie and yeah, David Bingham for that mix. And suddenly, you know, you've, you've got actually all the ingredients of a team that just goes on and wins the league. Michael Garding could potentially be that sort of player for us, you know. Obviously, we don't know exactly how this is going to work, but it would be great as well if you could get back into the Caledonian Stadium to actually see them in action. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I think my feeling is that the Scottish government seems to be kind of more committed now than at any point that it's just going to have to happen. So I think we will see, I think we will see fans back. I've been very sort of, you know, fearful about it. And I, I know that in Inverness, for example, at the moment, I was reading that Ray Moore is at sort of pretty much at capacity again. So it is worrying. I mean, we can't, if hospitalizations do continue to go up, then maybe it will go back. But I, I'm, I'm quietly optimistic about it, you know, with the vaccine rollout. I, I think we will start to see people in. I mean, ironically for me, I'm in, I'm in North Ayrshire, so I don't get up that often. Um, I tend to go to a lot more away games than I do home games, but I'm planning on getting a season ticket and hoping that the um, hoping that the streaming option will still be there for supporters like me as well. Uh, but I'm going to be fantastic just to, to get them back in there. I'm fully, fully anticipating getting to Rugby Park on the, on the 28th or 29th of August. So that's my kind of glistening sort of um, beacon in the distance for me, you know. Yeah, you'll be all the more happy that Kilmarnock went down if you're in Ayrshire. <laughs> oh, God, I mean, I'm great. it's great for me. I've got uh, Kilmarnock uh, nearby and uh, Air just down the road as well. So it's, yeah, it's good. So uh, assuming you do manage to get back to some games, what is it you're looking forward to most? I mean, obviously, if the football is, if the football's good, if, we, if we're competing, then just that moment that, that the goals go in, you know, that'd be fantastic. But actually, just meeting up with the guys beforehand, you know, there's a, a big squad of us kind of based in and around the central belt that have been meeting up and going to games for years. And um, we've seen each other over Zoom. We've met up regularly over Zoom and stuff like that. But that's that's going to be a really big thing. I mean, I think for a lot of us, football's been a, 
you know, a, a colossal part of our lives over the last 20, 25 years. The five of us that do the podcast, none of us knew each other before um before Cali Thistle. You know, we all we all met up at games and kind of got, got, got to know each other because it's a fairly small and, and close network, especially the supporters that kind of uh, travel away. So it is it's a huge part of all our lives. And I'm just looking forward to that sort of being a, a real rather than virtual thing again, especially if it's following a team that are, are kind of doing the business on the park and, and potentially challenging. Andrew, I think that's pretty much everything I've got to ask you. So do you want to plug your own social media or the podcast social media or anything like that? <laughs> Uh, I suppose just to say that if you're a listener to Bells and Whistles and you haven't yet um, listened to the Wine and Shuffle, then please do. Um, we managed to speak to a lot of the players. It's a good kind of bunch of guys there that are really passionate about the football and, and put a lot of work into it. And there's often the opportunity to win a bit of Cali Thistle merchandise as well um, in our week or monthly competitions. It's always a nice bonus, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Great stuff, Andrew. Thank you so much for coming on and fingers crossed Cali Thistle will do well and give you something to cheer about. Yeah, touch with All right. Thanks, Andrew. Yeah, it was great to have Andrew on to get a slightly different perspective on all things Cali Thistle on balls and whistles. It's usually just myself and Will, maybe a guest or two in talking with us. And it was really interesting, I thought, to hear the fans' perspective of what's been going on over the last couple of months. It's been a lot of changes at the Caledonian Stadium with a new manager, a lot of players coming and going. And it's actually been a pretty similar story across the bridge in Dingwall too. Marky Mackay is the new man in charge. There's been a whole host of players leaving and the recruitment process is well underway. Just like for Cali Thistle, I wanted to get a fan's perspective on Ross County summer. So I got in touch with supporter liaison officer Kenny McLennan to get his thoughts. Here's what he had to say about the dealings in Dingwall. Hi, Kenny. First off, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. I know from seeing your social media and the SLO account, you were watching the game against Elgin on Saturday. We'll talk about yeah. the season as a whole in a minute, but what were your impressions of the team then? Uh, reasonably, reasonably happy with the performance. Um, thought they looked they looked quite quite a good setup, um, quite dynamic, um, lots of chances, quite uh, attacking. So reasonably happy, and the new guys seem to sort of like slot in. So. Relatively happy with what I saw. Really, I quite like. Obviously, the yellow strip looks mm. better in the flesh than it did in the photos. <laughs> so, but uh, no, it looks it looks it looks really good. Um, so, positive start. You know, it's um, it's pre-season. You can you can never tell an awful lot from that. But it's good to see the guys getting that run out. You know. Yeah, I kind of I was at the match as well, reporting on it. I kind of had to keep reminding myself it's only a friendly. It's against lower league opposition. <laughs> Don't get yeah. too carried away because it, it was really positive. You mentioned the kit there, but that was just a nice bonus on top of the performance, really, wasn't it? <laughs> exactly. I was trying to temper myself on, on social media as well, you know, trying to calm it down a bit. <laughs> yeah. but no, it's good. It's, it's good to see them back in, 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 in action, you know. So. And it was the first time we got to see a Malky Mackay Ross County team in action. It's obviously been a summer of big change at the club. He's probably the, the headline-making one as the new manager. It was a controversial appointment at the time. I think that's been well covered. But what do you make of his appointment as Ross County manager and, and where he can potentially lead the club? Um, well, initially, it was obviously a surprise to myself as well. I, I had no heads up that, that that's that's what was happening. But um, the the... The appointment. I've had some discussions now with 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 various people at the club, and you know the appointments. Obviously, 
been well thought out. They've done their due diligence. They have selected somebody who's worked with at all levels of, of Scottish football. Um, and they just feel that this is the right man to take them on a different journey. And going by some of the recruitment so far, he's he's obviously well connected, which is, can only stand us in good stead. So I'm trying to see the bigger picture. I know the guys had, um, you know, there's been some issues in the past and stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm sure um, most of the supporters will 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 get behind him and, and try and give him a chance to to prove what he can do. You know, the guy deserves it. I think he, he, he deserves to have a shot at club football again. Um, why not? You know, um, I'm sure that the people involved in recruiting him would have gone through all of the, the, the scenarios and, and we just have to have faith. And at the end of the day, it's my football club. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I want to support him. I want him to do well. I want Ross County to do well. So I'm wishing him all the best. I really hope he hits the ground running and takes us, takes us on that new journey. I, I suppose, and... Again, we talked about this before on Balls and Whistles. I don't want to go too much into it, but there's so much support for John Hughes when they're still yeah. a bit up in the air. You know, um, were you a bit disappointed that he didn't stay on based on how last season ended? Um, I suppose there's an element of that. Um, but then I, I was a huge Kettlewell fan, you know, and part of me watching the last few games and stuff, I was thinking to myself, would we have been much different under Stuart? I don't know. You know, it was the same players. Um, obviously, whatever's happened in, in, in the background with Yogi and stuff, he's obviously rallied them. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, he did what was asked of him. Um, and uh, but obviously the discussions then, obviously that you had with the chairman and stuff, their, their, their views differed. And that's, you know, Roy's a businessman. He's he knows what he wants for the football club and you know he'll he'll push to do what he can for the best for the club. So um he's decided that, that, that it needs a complete different direction, complete overhaul with everything going on. Um so uh, he's needed somebody that can come in and actually look at the whole thing as a whole structure and actually like restructure everything from youth to the to to the first team. So I think what he's doing, and the fact that Don's there, you know, I, I'm absolutely delighted with that. You've got a local guy that's standing there as assistant manager now. I mean, you know, that can only be good going forward as well. You know, so, yeah, I mean, it was it was quite challenging at the start. You know, there was a lot of messages flying around. There was a lot of emails, a lot of communication between um, supporters and, and the club and stuff. And we, we, we dealt with quite a fair bit of it as well. And all we can do is is basically explain, I suppose, you know, all I can do is from the people I've spoken to, like like Stephen Ferguson, is that, you know, the, the club needed to change. It can't continue to be a floundering team at the bottom of the league. So they need to be bold and dynamic and try and do something different, you know. And, um, you know, they, they, they've, they've, they've taken a bold step. So um, I really hope it's successful. I really do. I really hope that... Um, we, we see something different and, and we see a different Ross County. You know, that's my hope anyway, as a supporter, that's that's all I want. I want to see attractive attacking football. I just want to see something good on the pitch. We all do. You know, we want that buzz. You know, we've been a year without it um, and it's been horrendous. And I don't think that helps Stuart. 
and everything that happened at the club. You know, I think there's a number of things that impacted. If you think, you know, if you take everything away and you think, well, wait a minute, we forgot the fact there was a pandemic. Everybody was like, oh, Stuart Kettlewell or whatever, or Yogi or whatever. But there was a lot going on, empty stadiums. What impact did that have on the guys on the pitch? If you're having a crap game, there's nobody telling you you're having a crap game, you know. So it, it works both ways. Anyway, let's hope. <laughs> let's hope this new this new change of direction works and it's and it's a success for the club because that's what we all want at the end of the day. And you've alluded to it already. Part of that change of direction is a total overhaul of the playing squad. Um, if I remember rightly, it was ten players left when their deals expired at the end of the season. We've seen four come in at the time of recording. I think we're still expecting more by the start of the season proper. But there is already Ross Callaghan, Dominic Samuel, Jake Vokins and Alexander Robertson who have come in this summer so far. What do you make of that recruitment? Four high-profile signings shows, I mean, some of these guys, I I didn't see that connection at all. I didn't see um, them, them having that kind of pool. But obviously... Ender that's been taken in to do the recruitment is obviously, he obviously knows his stuff. And what I've been told is he's like a database. So um, he'll have his connections. He'll know what kind of player needs to fit into what role. And he's certainly with, you know, Alex Robertson. Malky was a big, big, big fan of his and, and actually want, wanted him to play for Scotland. You know, he's a big admirer. So I would imagine he's looked into that and said, well, that's one of my my top guys I want to get. So they've got him. They've got him on loan. Um, so, yeah, positive so far. Guys that have been taken in are, 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 are decent. You know, they're, they're, they're a high-quality player. So the hope is that that continues. And, um, you know, the positions that uh, that we're still needing to fill are, are the same sort of quality. So I'm positive about everything that's happening at the club at the moment. You know, I know, I know there's been a lot of a lot of um, concern and, and queries around things, but, you know, hopefully that, that can turn around and people can see that, you know, that the direction that we're, we're trying to go in as a club is the right way, is the right thing to do. No disrespect to the guys that that, 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 that all left, you know, they all, they all did a great job for Ross County over the years. But in hindsight, it was maybe time for um, the club to look at what to do, you know, look at the age of the squad, look at look at different things, look at how we were performing, look at our, our league position over the last couple of seasons, you know. Um, it's a challenge. It's always going to be a challenge being up in the Highlands and stuff like that, and, you know, trying to attract players. But something's different. Obviously, something's happening. Something's, something's changed. Uh, so fingers crossed that continues. One of the things that's different, and again, we've touched on it the last few weeks really on the podcast, is that usually at this time, or certainly over the last couple of years at this point in the season, you'd have had pretty much a full squad already in place. And it doesn't look like we've got that yet at Ross County, but if the signings keep going the way they are, that might not be a bad thing if you keep getting this sort of quality. Correct. And that, I think you're right. I think that's, that's, that's part and parcel of the new team that's been taken in doing their groundwork and making sure that they spend the chairman's money correctly and they don't just thrash cash and try and get somebody who's happy to come up to just come up and fill a position. They're actually looking to say, well, we want the quality. That it has to be the quality, you know. And I'm liking it. I'm, I'm almost liking it to what happened under McIntyre, where a lot of money was spent and people like Andrew Davies, you know, um, 
getting people in that were like really good quality players. And look where that ended up. We ended up with the League Cup, you know. So there might have been elements of that that, that, that didn't go well as well. But it's always the same, you know. There's always a a, a, a rosy period and then there can be like a, a thorny period as well with football. But that certainly at the moment, it's looking like the quality of player they're taking in is off that ilk. So fingers crossed that, that, that continues and we see a really good squad because the guys that we've already got, there's some quality players there like Tom Gravosti. This is the people that, that some people are maybe not you know remembering because he's not on their face because he's had his issues, you know, but we've got people like Tom. Harry Payton for me is a great player. You know, we've got so many quality players at the club and even the young lads that came on at the weekend didn't look out of place. All of them looked, they had the right sort of stature about them. Um, I remember when we sold Josh Reed. I remember having a discussion with Stephen Ferguson about that. And Fergie said, you know, really good player, took his chance, had the right thing about him and everything. Um, but there was quality, there's, there was other quality players in the academy. You know, there, there, there's there's players there that were as good, you know. Um, it just maybe just that they're going to take that extra season to just slot in. And certainly the way the guys came on, it's, you know, it didn't look like it, it weakened us at all. It just looked like there was a bit of energy, a bit of bite about them. So fingers crossed. I'd love to see these guys getting a good, a good shot. And I think they'll get that under the new management team. I think if you're, if you show the right appetite and the right purpose, you'll be on the team. You know. So the, the the agenda for these guys, I would say, is to is to show it in, in training, Monday to Friday, and uh, they'll get their chance. It's obviously the exact opposite end of the pitch from Josh Reed. But if you're looking for quality in a young player, look no further than Matthew Wright's goal at the weekend. That was oh, absolutely brilliant. phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, he, he looked he looked like years ahead of himself. But the way he just took that round, and I know it's, it was just Elgin and stuff. And that's people will be saying, "Oh, but it was just Elgin." But at the end of the day, you still have to do it. You still have to do it with all the pressure, and and everybody else, all your teammates watching you, and to have that kind of confidence. I've seen that boy come on a couple of times under Stuart and I've thought, I like the look of this boy. I think he could be a handful, you know? And fingers crossed, he's looking a bit, he's looking like he's done some gym work. He's looking he's looking good. So I'd like to see him feature. I really hope he, he gets a, a good chance, you know, because I think he could be another starlet, you know? You're sounding very positive about Ross County right now. I'm not saying that's misplaced confidence in any shape or form. I, I think there's a lot of reason to be positive. Oh, absolutely. I get criticised a lot for rose-tinted glasses, you know, it's, and it's not, nothing to do with my role. I've, I've always been the same, you know. I, I've, I've come back up the road and the buses and stuff like that after, you know, playing the drum down at Tynecastle or whatever and having it stolen. <laughs> and, uh, you know, coming back up in the bus after being thumped or whatever, like, but we always... We always had tunes on in the bus. We were always buzzing, whatever, you know. It's it's part and parcel of football, you know, and it's one of the things I actually love about being a Ross County supporter is that you never know what you're going to get, you know. It's it's one of these things where you're, you're going to a lot of these games as the underdog and it's so gratifying when the result goes their way. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm positive. I really am positive. Like, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm seeing good things. <laughs> even the new kit, you know, even the new the new leisure wear and everything. There's just something something about the whole whole place at the moment. There's just a wee bit of a buzz. It's obviously ignited a spark in the chairman as well. You know, he's obviously decided, right, this is it, you know. This is this is the time to do something different and fair play to him, you know. So with that in mind, what 
is the expectation for this season then? Um, well, depending on the, 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 if we continue with the same route with regards to the quality of the player, then there's, there's nothing to say that we can't be challenging for a top six. You know, and, and it's a new manager, it's an experienced manager who's worked at, at the highest level. Some of the guys that he's taken in have played at a much higher level. So I'm hoping that we can really start pushing on and actually challenging some of the teams that, to be honest, look at Livingston. You know, you look at Livy, fantastic performance they did last season, you know. And you wouldn't say that there's a great deal of money being spent on that squad. It's just that probably because they're in the central belt, they have a bigger choice of player that's willing to just move along the road rather than move all the way up the A9. Um, I know that Stuart had said in the past that he tried to get some of these guys, guys from Hamilton, tried to get people like that, but they end up going somewhere near home because it suits the partner better or they've got kids or whatever down that way. And It's always going to be a challenge, I suppose, that side of it. But, you know, we've been nine seasons out of 10 in the Premiership, you know, so I don't think that's too bad. And even when we did go down, we came back up at the first attempt. So there's not many clubs can say that, I don't think. Um, so. I would hope that we would we would try and steer ourselves and, and put on a much better performance than we normally do. And, you know, we usually end up having a good start and then we, we, we kind of tail off a wee bit and then we struggle a wee bit with some of the teams. And it's quite often the teams around us, the teams that are a bit more streetwise, know how to battle it out. We need to be like that. We need to know how to adapt the game, to adjust the game. To It's all very well playing well against Rangers and Celtic because there's more space because the games are more open but we definitely need to be more streetwise when it comes to playing the teams that are a bit more physical. And, you know, we don't, maybe don't, the ball's in the air a lot more. It's a bit of a battle. There's a lot of stuff happening off the ball. We just need to be cute. So I'm hoping that somebody like Malky, who's got that experience, puts us in good stead. That's the hope. Top six. (laughs) I appreciate this next question might be a little difficult to answer just because there might still be a few more players to come in. But who do you think are going to be the important guys if Ross County are going to get top six? You'll need to perform for that to be the case. Well, to be honest, I can only see the likes of Harry Payton getting better with age. So potentially Harry having a bit more freedom in the middle of the park. I would say that he might have a big role to play. Um, Callahan, Dominic Samuel, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting good things from him. I'm really hoping that, that that he can he can form a good partnership with either Ollie or or Jordan and really sort of kick on. You know, that's something that we really struggled with last season was the number of goals that we scored. We need to see that going up. And now it might be that formations change. You know, we just need to be able to be adaptable. You know, we need a plan B if things aren't going well. We need to we need to tighten up at the back as well. You know, the number of goals we lost was just chronic. So there's a number of areas where we need to improve. I would imagine all those things have been looked at and obviously I'm sure there's been a lot of analysis done on, on how things went last season and what players were doing what and where we needed to be, like, you know, but, you know, the, the players they're taking in, the squad looks more dynamic. So I would say that our front guys really need to kick on the season. So like Ollie Shaw, Jordan, Dominic coming in, we really need these guys to really kick on and actually, you know, be a real threat really, really mess things up at the back for people, you know, because um, but there needs to be a good link between the middle of the park and the front as well. Sometimes felt that 
we did a lot of movement about the middle and stuff like that. We would just struggle and not quick enough getting forward at times. So I'm hoping to see a number of things change with regards to that. See us getting forward more, more quickly and uh, making good use of the ball as well. One last one for you then, Kenny. What do you think you're looking forward to most about next season? Looking forward to, um, just looking forward to a bit of a buzz, getting people back in the stadium, seeing the supporters back in the grounds. That's That's got to happen. In, in whatever form it happens in, I want to see it back to being buzzing. You know, I want these young guys that unfortunately were starting to take my drum and actually thump it in the jail end and then and then the season kind of ended and uh, it all kind of went a bit pear-shaped after that with COVID and everything. But I want to see that back. I want to see these young guys with a bit of enthusiasm um, really get something going and, and let's see people back, let's see some smiling faces. But it's got to come from the park as well. It's a two-way thing. If the supporters see what's happening in the park and they see something good happening, it just it just filters through, it filters through the stands. It's it's definitely a two way thing, but um, we need we need to just get as a support. I know things are are, are are maybe different to what some people expected, and yes, there's been challenges in the past. We need to just get behind it. It's our football club. We need it to be in a good place, and we need it. We need this to be a success because the chairman's putting all his effort into this we need to do the same as a support i think that's as good a message as any to end it on thank you so much Kay. <laughs> no worries thanks very much andrew Again, I thought that was really valuable to get his insight. And there's plenty of positivity, both from Kenny and Andrew earlier, about their respective teams. And I think that is with good reason. You know, there's been a lot to be excited about, despite some of the controversy maybe at Ross County this summer. And fingers crossed, it's going to be a good year ahead for both of the professional football clubs in the Highlands. This has been a very football-heavy episode. I appreciate that. And I know football isn't for everyone. So if... You want to find out what else has been going on across the Highlands in sport this week. Make sure that you hashtag buy a paper or visit our websites. There's been tennis, there's been athletics, there's boxing, there's cricket, there's other football as well. If you're interested in the sport, but maybe not necessarily Cali Thistle or Ross County, there's plenty going on. But I think I've been going on for long enough. You've been listening to my voice far too long already in this episode. So we're going to wrap things up here like I said before, buy a paper. Make sure you check out the other podcasts that Highland News and Media have to offer. There's Health and Lift Ness every Monday. There's also the occasional episode of Active Outdoors as well. Until next time, when hopefully we'll be talking about matches again as opposed to a general outlook on the season. I've been Andrew Henderson. Thank you for listening. Have a good week.